The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin. It's time to start living the life that you deserve to live by living healthier and being more conscientious about how you are living. And this program will give you tips on health, wellness, beauty, and nutrition. You'll see how it all comes together to improve your life. And now, here's Darlene Godwin. Hello, you're listening to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin. I'm Darlene Godwin, holistic health coach for anti-aging with nutrition, wellness, and beauty. Please like me on Facebook, Darlene Godwin Health Coach. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Darlene Godwin Health Coach. Follow me on Twitter at Darlene Godwin 4, that's a number 4. Add me to your Google Plus, Darlene Godwin Health Coach, and learn more about all of my services at www.eavtesting.com, or you can email me at darlinggodwin.radio at gmail.com. So welcome to Happy and Healthy Living, high-quality food and water, self-care with purpose along with safe and nourishing skincare creates healthy living that heals the whole body from within and mirrors a happy and healthy glow on the outside. Reversing pain and disease begins with three elements, diet, exercise, and rest, but never ends there as there are so many modalities to healing in the healing arts of alternative medicine. My goal as your host and personal health coach is to bring you as many and informative ways to begin healing your body, mind, and spirit naturally. My hope is that you try everything to find the right therapies and lifestyle that most effectively serves you. Once again, welcome to Happy and Healthy Living. Today's topic is on sugar that is seven times more addictive than cocaine, kicking the habit. My goal today um, is to permanently change your relationship with sugar. By getting you to understand what we eat changes who we are and what we become. I want us to get a handle on what we eat and drink is not about willpower or discipline. It is the understanding of how our brain actually reacts to sugar and other biological or emotional reasons that tend to cause cravings. I want you all to understand the importance of knowing over 20 reasons why sugar ruins your health. And today I'm going to give you how-to tips on reducing cravings naturally so that you can gain control without feeling deprivation. So, sugar, like heroin, cocaine, and caffeine, sugar is an addictive, destructive drug. Yet we consume it daily in everything from cigarettes to bread. Canned vegetables, soup, yogurts, baby food, microwave dinners, and even pharmaceutical drugs. The United States is the largest consumer of sweeteners and one of the largest global sugar importers. 
We started in 1689 when the first sugar refinery was built in New York City. Now, the colonists then began sweetening their breakfast porridge with just a little sprinkles of refined sugar. But within 10 years, individual consumption had reached four pounds a year. That sounds like a lot, but wait, the average American today now consumes over 100 pounds of sugar and and, uh, sweeteners per year, per person. In contrast, the um, Americans today only have about eight pounds of broccoli. So you can see a huge difference in that, that we're just not getting enough nutrients. The USDA recommends that we get no more than 10 teaspoons per day. Yet most Americans eat about 30 teaspoons per day. That's three times more than the liberal recommended daily value. And sugar is found in 74% of packaged foods in the supermarket today. And so it's no wonder why the epidemic of diabetes, obesity, heart disease, and cancer, we're plagued with these. Because sugar brings on these inflammatory diseases and creates bad cells that thrive on sugar. So, one cup of Starbucks coffee, just to give you a little idea here, is 44 grams of sugar. Or one Diet Coke has 39 grams of sugar. So we're already overloaded and offsetting our sugar intake before we even get started. So we lose before we even begin. So you can kind of see how we're getting in some sugar that we may not even know we're doing. The World Health Organization recommends 5% of our calorie intake to come from sugar per day. But we are consuming over 13% of these calories from sugar per day. Again, that's three times more than we should. Now, humans, we just love sweets because that's the way God made us. Even before we started refining sugar, we sought out foods with sweet taste. Sugar is simple. Is it just a simple carbohydrate that occurs naturally in foods such as grains, beans, vegetables, and fruits. Now, when unprocessed, Sugar contains vitamins, minerals, enzymes, and proteins. And these enzymes and proteins help us break down our food. So the natural carbohydrates that break down um, in our food, they break down uniformly into separate glucose molecules. And these molecules, they enter our bloodstream and they burn evenly and smoothly. So you don't get those spikes And it allows your body to absorb all these nutrients. But what is different is that of refined sugars. Rather than these these sugars coming from your grains, your beans, your vegetables, and your fruits, like I said, that has those vitamins, minerals, enzymes, and proteins that actually help your body. The refined table sugar, a.k.a. sucrose, that comes from your sugar cane or your beets, Um, This acts differently because the sugar is stripped of all the nutrients. That's why we call it refined. And it requires extra effort for the body to digest, therefore putting a strain on the pancreas and the liver. 
I'll explain a little bit about the biological and chemical reactions in a moment. But the getting back to um, the refined sugar and breaking it down, the body is then depletes itself of stored minerals and enzymes to help absorb the sucrose properly. This is when we get that I had something sweet, but now I need something salty going on because you are now mineral deficient because the body had to pull all the necessary nutrients from its own stores to process the lack of nutrients that are not found in the refined sugar. Sugar now enters the bloodstream swiftly and wrecks havoc on the blood sugar levels. And we all know it first pushes it very high, sky high, and it makes us feel excitable. It gives us nervous tension and sometimes a little hyperactivity. But then next, it drops the sugar levels extremely low, making us feel fatigued, depressed, sometimes have a little weariness or have some exhaustion or even brain fog, and even can cause us to be argumentative, have argumentative behavior. I was once in a grocery store uh, with my husband and this woman who was actually quite large. You could tell she didn't take real good care of herself. She was purposely blocking the middle the, in the middle of the aisle of the grocery store. And my husband was trying to get uh, to something. And when he said, excuse me, this woman just blew up and started cursing him out. And me recognizing that you know, having, before I changed my diet, I had a little hypoglycemia going on, so I knew it affect the mood, so I said, well, this isn't normal, so I looked at her, and I said, you're cranky, go get something to eat, and I tell you, that stopped the conversation right there, and she just walked away a little bit bitter, but this is the way lack of nutrients and too much sugar affects our mood, so there is a biological reason in the body, um, When the liver processes sugar, it sends it to the pancreas where insulin is secreted to even out the sugar levels. And when the pancreas can't handle that extra sugar, it shoots the sugar back to the liver. And the liver simply says, no, thank you. I don't think so. I already processed this. It's your turn, pancreas, to do your job. And it then sends it back once again to the pancreas to process that sugar again. Hence this extra strain on the liver as well as the pancreas. So sugar, um, you know, the title was seven times more addicting than cocaine. And this is the reason why. Sugar qualifies as an uh, addictive substance for two reasons. Even eating a small amount creates a desire for more and suddenly quit causes us to have withdrawals we get things like headaches mood swings more uh, cravings and even fatigue the common places that we see um, sugar when we think about sugar is cakes and cookies and candies and things of that nature So we have a tendency to think that if we stay away from these foods, we'll be okay. But sugar is disguised in fancy language and very deceptive labels like no sugar or zero sugar. We have to be very mindful when we're in the grocery store, not just to look at 
the outside package, the front part of it, but to turn it over and to look at the ingredients. And what I want you to look for is this so that you can understand that you're taking in maybe possibly more sugar than you actually think. I want you to take a look at words like corn syrup, dextrose, maltose, glucose, fructose, high fructose corn syrup. These are the deceptive languages that we see, and this is what we need to avoid. Remember my reference to the Starbucks coffee. That 16 ounce of Frappuccino that we have has that 44 grams of sugar or 10 teaspoons full. Now just imagine yourself sitting in a restaurant with a friend and they start, they get, get a cup of coffee and they start pouring in one teaspoon at a time of sugar. By the time they get to their third going on their fourth um, tablespoonful putting it in their, in their coffee, you're kind of raising your eyebrow saying, wow, that's a, that's a little bit much. They like sugar. They like their coffee sweet. By the time they get to their sixth one, you're probably going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Aren't you putting a little too much sugar in that? But yet there's 10 teaspoons full in the 16 ounce of Frappuccino, and we're not even thinking about it. We're just taking it down. So to give you another idea of sugary foods, obviously Dunkin' Donuts, and the chocolate glazed cake, that has 14 grams of sugar or three tablespoons. So if you want to put this in a little perspective, you can actually have three Dunkin' Donuts to one Frappuccino. So that's pretty incredible when you think about that. So if you, when you want to really analyze how much sugar you're putting into things or gaining into your diet, think about the estimate of this. About four and a half grams equals one teaspoon. Now remember, we are only supposed to take in about 30, so that will give you um, a good idea there. I also want you to be careful of, of labels that say health, health bars, like the Cliff Bar. That has 21 grams. That's five teaspoonfuls of sugar. And we're not really thinking about this. We just see health bar and we go ahead and we grab it. And we think this is good and it'll boost up our energy. Well, it'll boost up our energy, but you have to think about how much sugar you're actually putting in your body rather than nutrients. And the World Health Organization says this, that 5% of calories should come from sugar. But the typical American diet, that sad diet, has 13% of calories coming from their diet. Once again, this overloading. So this is truly a battle against the food manufacturing companies. That's why we need to be proactive in our label reading and conscientious of what we put in our mouth. Because food becomes our cells, our tissues, our organs, our thoughts, and our behavior. I want you to think about that for a second. What we actually eat, we become. And no one's looking out for you, so you have to be proactive and look out for yourself. Now, there's also metabolic and chemical reactions in the brain that causes this addiction to sugar. Sugar is a reward system activator. When we have one bite, it activates the tongue's taste receptors, and then signals are sent to the brain. And this lights up the reward pathways, causing hormones like dopamine to send these messages to the brain that says, 
I'm rewarded and I want more. And then there's uh, sugar also causes the release of serotonin in the brain. That's that feel-good chemical. And it gives you an instant high effect. And we overactivate these hormones called dopamine and serotonin by eating too much sugary foods like ice cream and candy and chocolate bars and soft drinks. But sometimes we don't think about these other things. What about pasta and crackers and breads or pancakes in the morning or even our fast foods and our junk foods that are loaded with saturated fats, sugar and salt? And this is what our teenagers' diets look like. So we have to um, think about that because they're going to have side effects. So that dopamine that I talked about, too much sugar causes this quick dopamine release. And the quick release of dopamine, that sugar uh, creates, um, makes you feel happy, but it wears off quickly and then you crave that high again. And this is why eating too much sugar has been linked to depression, which is can be very common with our teens. So it causes more cravings for sugary foods and carbohydrates. And then we have a loss of control, and then we increase that tolerance for sugar. And I'm going to talk about that some more. But let's refer back to the loss of control. Remember in the beginning I said that we are not... Um, it's not about willpower. We're actually having a chemical reaction in our brain that is causing us, when these hormones are dumped out of our brains, um, dumped into our brains, we, we're going to lose control because we want that reward and we want that feel-good feeling again. So what I'm going to do right now, when, I, when we come back, I'm going to talk more about the increase uh, in tolerance of sugar. Uh, so on that note, let's pause and take a break. I'll see you in two and two. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Darlene Godwin has everything you need for nutrition, wellness, and beauty at EAVTesting.com. It's time to live the happy and healthy life you deserve. Darlene offers food and lifestyle evaluations, nutritional counseling, and a variety of health coaching programs designed to get your health back. Darlene practices the technology of EAV testing to measure the health of your organs and rebalance your system through natural medicine. Darlene applies AromaTouch and other essential oil treatments for illness, pain, and anxiety. Darlene offers botanically-based anti-aging skin care for men and women, acne teens and sensitive babies, and non-surgical facelifts and body sculpting. Find more services for your nutritional, wellness, and beauty needs with Darlene Godwin, health coach at EAVTesting.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Happy and Healthy Living. If you have a question or a comment about today's show, please call in to 
1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. Now, back to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin. Welcome back to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin. I'm Darlene Godwin. And today we are talking about sugar. Seven times more addicting than cocaine and kicking the habit. Now, we were discussing... Um, some how much sugar we're actually getting in our diets through specific foods and label reading and really turning around the packaged foods and uh, identifying different types of these uh, sugars that they're putting in us, but they're not calling it sugars. So it's a very deceptive type of um, information that we are giving. And now we're talking about how our brain can increase its tolerance to sugar just by sending these chemical messages in. So what happens is um, these uh, dopamine and the serotonin uh, dumped into our brain, it messes with our neurotransmitters in our brain, like that serotonin that keeps our mood stable. Remember in my protein talk that I did a few weeks ago, we only have stores of serotonin, which is at a limited supply. And when we deplete these stores, we develop symptoms of depression and anxiety and uh, like behaviors. And this is especially prevalent in teens. And the sad part, too, is smaller children um, with their their brain uh, sugar tolerance or brain insulin resistance, they suffer from obesity. And it gets worse after that because not only are they suffering from obesity, but it's because they have a lifelong craving for sugar that leads them right into obesity as an adult. And obese children's brains, they actually light up differently when they taste sugar that reflects that food reward system, that feel good, I want more. And the side effects is this, and we're seeing it throughout our country, is it hinders the learning and memory by literally slowing down the brain. You know, in 2012, they did a study that showed damage to the synaptic activity in the brain. And this means that the communication among the brain cells were impaired. You know, the right side of the brain learns, the left side remembers. And so if your child is struggling and having difficulties with learning, It might just be that their brain has become insulin resistant. Now, we have an awful lot of diagnosis of this ADHD and behavior problems in schools today. And I will tell you this, as a health coach, I had a client who I was helping um, with her individual problems, losing weight and more focus, more energy, and she was trying to become as vegetarian as, as she could be. So as I was coaching her and teaching her, she started applying these good food behaviors towards her children. And her one son, who was really um, a terrible behavioral problem in school and not getting good grades, and it wasn't because he wasn't smart enough. He was very smart. His brain was just all over the place. The child couldn't sit in his seat. He was leapfrogging all over the place. And when he was being disciplined about it, he would actually smack his head up against the wall because he was frustrated with himself and he didn't know why he was acting the way he was acting. But when she um, 
gained control over his lunchbox and took out the sugary uh, juice boxes and the hugs drinks uh, that's just all sugar and dye and replaced his snacks that were sugary uh, whether you know, hostess cupcakes or whatever else he was eating I don't know um, but he, he was eating very sugary things we replaced it with cut up fruits and vegetables it was like overnight the following week I get a call from my client because she got a call from her uh, the child's teacher to say what medication is this child on because he is an angel he is not only getting better grades but he is more focused paying attention and he is just a delight and she told her it wasn't a medication she changed her food and that teacher refused to believe uh, that it was not medication so there you go folks a lot of ADHD and behavioral problems are really just boils down to diet. Change your diet. It changes the way you feel. It changes the way you think. It changes the way you behave. The other part of sugar and the brain is also our relationship to uh, Alzheimer's. In 2013, there was a study that showed insulin resistance and blood glucose levels. Now, we know this is a hallmark to diabetes, but now they're linking it to neurodegenerative disorders like Alzheimer's because the brain is a target organ for damage by high blood sugar because of the brain's high metabolism. So Alzheimer's is actually being called type 3 diabetes today. Now, we all know that type 2 diabetes, you're not born with it. I mean, you got it from your diet just by putting hand-to-mouth the wrong foods and then having all this dumping of chemicals into your brains and now you're out of control. But now they're saying Alzheimer is linked to, um, to di- diet. It's a developmental disease from diet. Because sugar radically increases free radical uh, generation. That's that bad cell development. Uh, proteins interfere with enzymes and brain and the brain can't uh, function properly and it increases inflammation and toxicity in the brain. And this, this sugar in the brain is also linked to dementia. In 2012, there was a study that showed your brain, brain areas uh, start to shrink or atrophy when the blood sugar hits a higher than normal range. And the sugar... Uh, that's shrinking in the hippocampus and the amygdala play a key role in memory and mental skills. So there you go. So the most damaging sugars that we can look for is, is, I'm going to go over two of them. One is high fructose corn syrup. It fakes out the pancreas to want more because it's never satisfied by the lack of nutrients and makes the pancreas work harder to stay balanced. So like I had said before, you know, trying to, uh, the body's trying to level things out and it's making the sugar in the liver uh, work a little bit harder. So I want you also to look at not just high fructose corn syrup, but in general, artificial sweeteners. They are found to be 200% 
to cause a 200% increase of cancer in the body. That's just crazy. And these artificial sweeteners like aspartame, that's found in soda. Uh, and it's called NutraSweet and it's called Equal. And they're found to have been known to cause breast cancer, lymphoma, leukemia, and brain cancer. So you must be at this time wondering why. And that is because aspartame is broken down into formaldehyde. And that's a carcinogen for the DNA. And it leads to disease and increases degenerative brain disorders. And the sad part about it is, the, and the FDA knows this, it contains three well-recognized neurotoxins. And this produces depression, cancer, and has also increased uh, suicidal rates. So this artificial sweeteners, also called sugar substances, are substances that are used instead of sucrose, the table sugar, to sweeten foods and beverages. And these artificial sweeteners are regulated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. That's your FDA. And the food um, additives ad, ad, um, amendment to the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, which was passed by Congress in 1958, requires that the FDA to approve food additives, including artificial sweeteners, before they can be made available for sale in the United States. And right now, we currently have um, about five, maybe even more now, approved FDA uh, sugar substitutes. And that's your aspartame, which is sold as NutraSweet and Equal, and your saccharin, which is sold as Sweet and Low, and your sucralose, which is sold as Splenda, and Acylfame K, or sometimes called Acylfame Potassium, that's made by a German company, a chemical company, and that sugar is found in your pharmaceutical drugs. So it's really important to have that that talk and that relationship with your pharmacist when you're uh, taking your medications. Ask them if it has this acylfame, potassium, or, or K in it uh, if you want to stay away from sugars because it might be causing you to, to end up becoming a diabetic. And then you have the Neurotame, uh, which is made from NutraSweet Company, and that's used in your diet soft drinks and your low-calorie f- foods. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about sucralose because I'm seeing a lot of that. This is called your Splenda. And so why is that bad? Because people think this is a good substitute. It's bad because it is chlorinated glucose. And when you add an allergen like chlorine, it becomes a carcinogen. And this toxin damages uh, cells causing free radical degeneration. Splenda is simply a lie to the public. They made you think it was safe, a safe sugar alternative, and they turned diabetics onto it. And the lie gets even bigger because you didn't get rid of your sugar cravings by using Splenda. In fact, it was a sweeter substitute that may have caused more sugar cravings. So think about that the next time you pick up Splenda. Now that saccharin I talked about, that sweet and low, Um, they did some research with rats and they, they gave the rats a choice between sweetened water with saccharin or intravenous cocaine. 
And wouldn't you know through this test that 94% of the rats chose sweetened water over cocaine. So this astonished the scientists. So they did the test again. They repeated it with sucrose, table sugar. Same results happened. Even after being injected with cocaine first, they still wanted the sugar water over the cocaine. So I want to tell you a little bit of something about, again, that um, aspartame. This aspartame, which is of particular concern because it contains 50% of phenylalanine and 40% of aspartic acid and 10% of methanol, 10% of methanol. These are the well-recognized from the FDA neurotoxins. Now, I said it it produces depression, cancer, and increases suicide, but there are so many other side effects, and I want you to keep that in mind. Artificial sweeteners do cause side effects. They cause headaches, hearing loss, blurred vision, memory loss, personality changes, anxiety attacks, edema and swelling in your extremities. It can cause skin lesions and fatigue, even chest pain. Sometimes people feel nauseous or they get tinnitus. Um, eye problems, slurred speech, violent episodes, hyperactivity, gastrointestinal disorders, muscle cramps, PMS, and even can increase your appetite as we saw with the pancreas overload, dizziness, insomnia. So if you're having trouble sleeping, think about your sugar intake. It can cause hallucinations, um, mood changes, heart arrhythmias, even seizures, Joint pain, because it's an inflammatory, sugar is an inflammatory in the body, so it can cause joint pain, menstrual irregularities, and even numbness and tingle, tingling in the extremities. That's a lot to think about when you think about artificial sweeteners. Just remember, though, that artificial sweeteners, they all have side effects, especially that aspartame. Now, table sugar, you might have too much of it, you feel a little bit uh, high and excitable, and then you kind of crash, but your body can better deal with that than the artificial sweeteners. So I also want to refer, you know, not to give you all the doom and gloom, but it's important for you to know all this stuff. There's about 100 different reasons why sugar ruins your health, but I'll just go over 20 of them. Um, It suppresses the immune system. And it interferes with the absorption of calcium and magnesium. You really don't need uh, calcium supplements if you're not taking as as much sugar in. Um, The inflammatory response you're getting arthritis from, and it causes obesity, as we know, and learning disabilities with, with children and hypoglycemia. It also contributes to osteoporosis, and it increases your cholesterol. Um, It can damage your prostate and the the ovarian, the ovaries. It causes ovarian cancer and prostate cancer. We know it causes diabetes and cardiovascular disease, especially big culprit of cardiovascular disease, more so than fat. Um, And it ruins the structure of our collagen, and it increases our triglycerides. And it gives us that fluid retention and the headaches and the migraines and, like we said, depression and now Alzheimer's as well, that type 3 diabetes that we're looking at. So I want to touch a little bit upon the the vitamin C, which is really important because that builds 
our immune system. And what happens there is that the glucose molecule and the vitamin C molecule look very similar, and they're kind of in battle to get absorption. So when glucose wins, we don't get as much vitamin C in our in our bodies. And the collagen uh, that are that's the elasticity in our skin that forms it it depletes that as well, causing wrinkles because when the blood sugars are too high, Sugar begins to attack itself, uh, actually attach itself to the collagen in the skin, and this makes your skin less supple and more prone to wrinkles as well. So, but, but here's something funny about the whole thing. Sugar really is not the problem. It's actually the solution when you look at it, because now you know that metabolically and chemically how it works in the body and how it makes you feel when when you consume too much and the damaging effects it can have on the body. So, look, we all have a relationship with food, but now that you know the, the bad stuff about sugar, you can make better choices. But this relationship that we have to foods, we have it for many reasons. It gives us energy, comfort, and makes us feel happy. Um, we eat when we're frustrated or we're bored. We do it out of habit or out of loneliness, sometimes when we're depressed. And even now, you know, from addiction, your body depends on what you put in your mouth because your food is absorbed into your blood and your blood creates cells and your cells create tissues and your tissues creates organs and even your thoughts. And we think differently when we eat meat than when we eat broccoli. And we feel differently when we drink coffee and alcohol or eat something sugary. And now you're aware of that. Our bodies naturally crave sugar. So we need to feed it sweet things. Uh, Sweet things physically and emotionally. Our bodies are constantly trying to create homeostasis. The body knows how to balance insulin. And so what happens is we have this yin and yang thing going on in our body. Um, yin is very expansive. Yang is very contractive. And the yin wants that sweet, high-energy foods. But what we need to do is crowd out sugar cravings with food. That's the physical part. When we eat more leafy greens, corn, carrots, onions, beets, winter squashes, and sweet potatoes and yams, these actually become sweeter as we cook them. So that's how we crowd it out. There's also vegetables that are more subtle in sweetness, but it does create homeostasis in the body, like your turnips, your parsnips, and your rutabagas. Other vegetables, they don't taste sweet, but they do maintain blood sugar levels, and they reduce the sweet cravings, and they break down animal foods uh, better for you in the digestive system. So that's your your red radishes, your daikon, your green cabbages, and your bordox. So you can add those to your salads and and cook up some more cabbage. Sweet vegetables, what they do is they soothe the internal organs of the body and energizes the mind. Root vegetables are energetically grounded, which makes it, um, which helps balance out the spaciness that we get when we're eating sweet foods. Adding sweet vegetables into our diets really help crowd out the less healthy foods throughout the day so you are not 
depriving yourself of sweets, but adding good nutritious foods to help crowd out the cravings. Because our bodies really don't crave food, but rather it craves nutrients. And when we get the nutrients in our diets that we need, we feel fuller, faster, and more satisfied. Hence, that's that cr- that those cravings and the overeating will stop. We're going to take a short break uh, and we'll come back and we'll talk more about the yin and yang and we'll head into what primary foods are. We'll be back in two and two. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Darlene Godwin has everything you need for nutrition, wellness, and beauty at EAVTesting.com. It's time to live the happy and healthy life you deserve. Darlene offers food and lifestyle evaluations, nutritional counseling, and a variety of health coaching programs designed to get your health back. Darlene practices the technology of EAV testing to measure the health of your organs and rebalance your system through natural medicine. Darlene applies AromaTouch and other essential oil treatments for illness, pain, and anxiety. Darlene offers botanically-based anti-aging skin care for men and women, acne teens and sensitive babies, and non-surgical facelifts and body sculpting. Find more services for your nutritional, wellness, and beauty needs with Darlene Godwin, health coach at EAVTesting.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to Happy and Healthy Living. If you have a question or a comment about today's show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. Now, back to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin. Welcome back to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin. I'm Darlene Godwin, and today we're talking about sugar, seven times more addicting than cocaine, and kicking that habit. And we've gone over uh, the the yin part, uh, feeling expansive, and that need for adding sweet things, uh, sweet foods into our diet, and crowding it out by using more fruits, um, actually more vegetables, and cooking our vegetables to make them sweeter to create homeostasis in our body and to kick that uh, the sugar craving. So now I um, wanted to talk about the yang part. The yang part of us is more contractive, and, and that part of our body wants heavy meats and dairy. And especially as we're coming into the winter months, we're going to want more of that, more heavy foods, more fats. But I want you to uh, look at your plates and really uh, make sure that you have an equal portion of vegetables to meats and dairy on your plate. Uh, That will bring more balance and less of the emotional eating habits that we tend to have. And when you're looking at your plate, too, um, everyone is uh, biochemically different. We metabolize things different. Uh, we have different chemicals go- moving on in our bodies and, and different experiences in life. So you have to experiment with your food a little bit. You may not need as much protein as you think you do. 
but always make sure that you're putting more vegetables, cooked vegetables, and more leafy greens on your plate when you're eating the meats to help break down that food. And experiment with dairy as well because you may not need it at all or you might just need a, a smaller amount than, than you thought just to create that balance. The other part of balance uh, in health coaching, what we talk about is primary foods. And this part, uh, we talked about the physical part, uh, taking in uh, sweeter foods. But now we can also crowd out sugar cravings with non-food additives, the uh, emotional part. We talk a lot about foods and the effect it has on the body and how to nourish it. But sometimes we forget about what feeds our soul and nourishes us in life. All that we consider today as nutritious is really just secondary sources of energy. I want you to think about a time when you were passionate in love and everything was excited and colors were vivid and you were floating on air and gazing into your other your lover's eyes and you enjoyed their touch and sharing your feelings with each other. And you forgot about food. You weren't think of, thinking about that because you were high on life. You know, or remember a time when you were deeply involved in an exciting project. You believed in what you were doing and you felt confident and stimulated. And time just stood still. It just stopped. And the outside world faded away and you didn't feel the need to eat. And someone probably had to remind you to eat. Or imagine, um, I'll give you a picture of, of children playing outside with friends. And dinner time comes and the mother calls them in and tells them it's time to eat. And the child will say, no, mom, I'm not hungry yet. And But at the dinner table, the mother feels that her role is to make sure that the child is getting enough nutrients and structure uh, from their food. Eventually, the child forces down a very minimal uh, part of their dinner and they rush outside to play again and at the end of the day these kids return and they're exhausted and they go on to sleep without thinking about food at all and as children we all lived on primary foods the same as when we were deeply in love or working passionately on a project uh, the fun excitement and love of daily life have the power to feed us so that food becomes secondary. That's why we call in health coaching food is secondary and primary foods is what feeds our soul. So primary foods feed us, just like food does, but it doesn't come on your plate. Elements such as meaningful spiritual practices, um, an inspiring career or regular and enjoyable physical activity or honest and open relationships, they feed our soul and your hunger for living all constitutes for primary foods. The more primary foods we receive, the less we depend upon secondary foods, the things we put in our mouth. And the opposite is also true. The more we fill ourselves with food, that's secondary foods, the less we are able to receive the primary foods in our life. So think about that. So not nourishing the mind, body, and spirit can cause an imbalance too in our mood, our thoughts, and our overall energy. So think about that. Can food 
make you feel the way you feel when you're in love or passionate about a job or a project. When food can't satisfy those feelings, I want you to do something. I want you to do more of that thing when you have a craving. Find the things that bring you joy and do more of that. A good exercise is also one that is called making a nourishment menu. List the things that you most enjoy that does not surround food. In my health coaching practice, we call this the circle of life. And what it does is it rates the, the level of satisfaction you get in areas of your life. So think about this from a scale of 1 to 10. Think about your spirituality. Are you spending enough time meditating or reading God's word or praying or worshiping? What about your creativity? Are you expressing yourself through the gifts and talents that were given to you, either through arts and crafts or cooking or baking or even teaching? Or what about your finances? Accountability of the money you have, organizing your debts, saving money, tithing, or being content with what you have, and not or frugal or budgeting your money. Or think about your career. Gratification in your work is so important. You know, are you having a plan to further your career? Like your education. Knowing enough, are you knowing enough to get where you want to be or continuing on your learning to keep your mind sharp? Or what about your health, your internal, your external, and your mental health? Are you eating well? Are you looking healthy? Are you feeling good physically and mentally um, most of the time? Are you feeling good mentally most of the time? Are you free from pain and depression and free from illness and medication? How are you doing with your physical activity? Are you enjoying, are you having any enjoyment in the daily exercise or body movement weekly, like yard work or dancing? Are you cooking enough at home? Um, your home environment is another thing, a place where it should be harmonious with the people you live with, even the relationships that we keep outside the home is important. You know, are they feeding your soul emotionally? Are you feeding others the same way? What about your social life? Having a connection to the community by regular social activities or volunteering your time? What are you doing weekly or per month? And what about your overall joy? Taking time for yourself on a regular basis that brings you back into balance after a stressful week, leaving you with a calm inner happiness. All these things are primary foods that feed your soul. And not all cravings that we have are bad. And cravings are not signs of weakness. They are important messages meant to assist us to help us maintain balance in our body as well as in our life. So when we have lack of primary foods, we feel dissatisfied with our relationships and we have inappropriate exercise routines or we're feeling bored or stressed out or uninspired by our job or lack of spirituality. Um, There are so many reasons for these sugar cravings. So lack of that primary food. There's also other reasons. Sometimes it's water. We have a lack of water. 
uh, were getting dehydrated, and that can send messages of a mild hunger. Or sometimes too much water can do the same thing. So what I say to my clients when I'm health coaching them is to drink 8 to 16 ounces of water before you grab that sweet thing or start overeating on something and wait about 20 or 30 minutes. Take a deep breath and ask yourself, why am I hungry? And it may not at all be about food. They all can cause... um, you might be able to find that there are emotional reasons attached to it. Sometimes we just have what we call the inside coming out. And oftentimes we uh, crave foods that we recently had or ancestral foods, uh, things that are ancestors or cultural foods that we have. And I always say to my clients is just make healthier versions of these dishes. You know, just substitute some healthier ingredients so that you're not depriving yourself. And also when we talked about that yin and yang, um, that imbalance sometimes we get when we have too much sugar can actually cause meat cravings. And too much raw foods can cause cravings for extremely cooked, dehydrated foods and vice versa. So we really have to look at those things. Sometimes it's just seasonal, the reason why we crave things. Um, in spring, we want to have detoxifying foods like leafy greens and citrus. And in the summer, we want more cooling foods like uh, fruits and raw vegetables and even ice cream. And in the winter, as we're going into that season right now, we, can, we crave hot and heated produced foods like our meats and our oils and our fats. And sometimes, and here we are... Um, towards the holidays we're getting over Halloween and all that candy and now we're going into the cakes pies and cookies season so sometimes we're just craving things because it's the holiday but lack of nutrients can also cause cravings so if you have inadequate minerals you crave uh, salt cravings so these are all things to just really be mindful of and other reasons why we crave An inadequate uh, nutritional diet can also cause us to crave caffeine to, you know, enhance and bring us up there. There's also hormonal reasons. We know that menstruation and menopause and pregnancy can um, fluctuate our testosterone and estrogen levels, causing very unique cravings. Another reason could be what we call de-evolution. When we are doing extremely well in our diet and in our lifestyle and then all of a sudden we sabotage it and then we wonder afterwards why did we do that it's because sometimes we just want to be bad you know we've been good for so long and now we want to go in the opposite direction that's almost the yin and yang going on uh the uh and those foods often just throw us off and creates more cravings and imbalance in our bodies. And people with low blood sugar, they may suffer from this due to their quick fixes to prevent passing out um, or getting really weak. And unfortunately, this can result in then just stronger mood swings. So we have to be careful of that. Unfortunately, we are out of time. And if you want more information on how to Uh, deal with sugar cravings, I invite you to get in touch with me at darlinggodwin.com. 
www.radio.com and I can email you that information. Until next week, I appreciate your audience. You are what makes it us come on air each week. Uh, you have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you for tuning in to Happy and Healthy Living. Please be sure to join Darlene Godwin for another program next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again next week.